episode 99 of the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm so excited. 99. We're almost a century mark, fellas. Uh, hundreds. Come, man, hundred, we started this, John, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Yep. It's funny. I was I was back listening to one of like our very first episodes Ew. and how terrible it sounded. It was just horrendous. You ever get a chance? They go click on episode one and two and three and hear all the bad sound in the background until we figured everything out. Crazy, man. But welcome in, everybody. Welcome, audience. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, thanks for everybody listening, tuning in over those 99 episodes. Well, 98. This will be 99. Uh, and again, I say this at the end of every episode. If you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, constructive criticism. It's okay. I get it. Positive, negative, doesn't matter. Just to let us know you're listening. That's it. Dave, John, we were in a, a beef and bowl, right? A over bowl, the a bowl and beer. And I because there was no beef. Well, there's no beef. A bowl, so and, bowl beer. and beer. I like that. And I guarantee you, half the bowlers there were listeners of our podcast, but probably two of them have reviews or ratings. It's unacceptable. <laughs> so you guys know who you are out there, right? You know who you are. You have five minutes. Five minutes. I don't even think it takes five minutes. And you can't tell no, me. It, it, right? It, it took us what? Come on. It, it, what? Two hours and 15 minutes to bowl? One, one game. game. Because we had six people in a one lane. game. <laughs> and people were bowling with the wrong fingers. Uh, messing up. I'm not going to match any names. But uh, apparently that person was beating you know, everybody was else. Rolling, though, I it was rolling. It was on fire. You know? yep. so, so please. Give us a review. Take a break. Take one minute out of your porn time on your phone and just go to our site, right? Go to iTunes. Go to Google Play, wherever you get your podcast from, and just, yo, hit a five-star. Not that hard, right? Take a break from the money shot and hit the five-star. We'll take so a four-star. You know I mean? Four-star is, is okay. Is that acceptable? Yeah. All right. Four-stars, three-stars. Well, uh, You're going to take a money shot? Well, we uh, no, but a three-star, I mean, that's just like, that's like. I don't know where this some... is turned into here, <laughs> Three, yeah. We went five star, four star money shot. <laughs> you went money shot. <laughs> I don't, well, I'm not, all right, let's get I'm, rolling. I'm not saying anything all like right. that. So, I'm not, speaking of money shots, <laughs> we got we got to talk about the Eagles. We got we got to start this off with the Eagles. We had a lot of football to talk. We got cheating scandals in baseball. We got the Sixers. What are they going to do with Brett Brown and Ben Simmons? And you know, we have so much stuff to talk about, but. We have to start with the Eagles. And the reason why is this offensive coordinator search is annoying the hell out of me. It really is. And I'm going to bring up my theory, you know, because Jigsaw's always got some kind of weird theory. But so my thing is, all for, and I th- we kind of got in this and we talked about, did we talk about this last week about, uh, you know, Doug coming out and basically getting blindsided? Did we talk uh, about that? I thought. I don't think oh, we talked about that. On this show. No, I was. I thought we did. I that that many, happened. That happened uh, after. Okay, because I do too many shows. Mm-hmm. But um, all I could say is I still fully believe that this was a Jeffrey Lurie call and a High Rosa call, and that Doug had no idea this was going to take place. Zero. I know. Oh, listen. No, I. The I, one I'm bad thing you. about being a player's coach, okay, and and one thing that can bite you in the ass is wearing your emotions on your sleeve. Doug came to that press conference. What he said, he there were so many ways around that. If he had any inkling, right, whatsoever, he could have been like, well, you know, I haven't evaluated that yet. Or No, he gave you his true yes. and honest answer. Can we agree on that? Yeah, I agree 100%. And then what happened? Afterwards, 
He got called in the office. Afterwards, like, right, a day the later. Was it office. a day later? Hey, well, yeah, a day a later. A day later. It was like Mr. Darnell picking up a piece of paper and lean on me with Mr. Clark being a principal. Right? It was like the same thing. It was the same thing. Like, Doug's going, wait, what? I got to go to your office. And, and they probably sat down with Doug and they, they, Doug isn't going to work. And and I, I started to think, right? It brings you to this offensive coordinator search because I fully believe this is Deuce's job, 100%. This needs to be Deuce Daly's job. And the reason why I say this is because just maybe, maybe Mike Grow wasn't a Doug hire. Maybe Mike Grow was a Jeffrey Lawyer and Howie Roseman hire. And maybe Doug wanted to give the job to Deuce. And the only way he was able to rectify that was to give Deuce a little pay raise and make him the assistant head coach. So maybe it started then. Maybe this has been going on and we just haven't been fully aware of it. But this isn't good. Showing a crack in your armor when you can't make decisions or be trusted to make decisions as your head coach, that's a problem. We prodded ourselves at the Eagles to be this Class A organization. This stuff never happens. Well, guess what? We need to start thinking about it. We do because I think this is what happened. So I'll let you guys comment on that, but just bring it to the offensive coordinator thing. I, I, I fully believe this is Deuce's job. The depressed Taylor thing to me is ridiculous. I don't know where that, that, that came out. Uh, listen, Jim Caldwell, love him. Jay Gruden, love him. Okay, I love these guys, but, you know, Deuce Daly has been here, and I don't think you need to give it to him just to give it to him because he's been here. Okay, but he because he's been here, he's been involved. He has been, listen, this goes back to the Super Bowl year, right, with Corey Clement. Well, what he's done with these running backs, the guys that were undrafted, guys that came on his team and have played positive minutes, meaningful minutes in big-time games. This is Deuce Staley. He deserves a shot. Do you guys think so? I no? Mean, I, I think, look, I love the loyalty card. I love it. Like, okay. I mean, from, from the standpoint of the guy has meant so much to your organization, you like him as a person, you like him as a player, you like him as a coach. And I, I think sometimes – there's an obligation or there's a pressure to get this guy. If it's me, you know, not if, – if it's me, I want someone that's a little more proven, okay? We're a couple years out of the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Still made the playoffs. Look, okay, I understand you were the running backs coach and you got a lot out of the running backs in a rotation of multiple guys. You got a lot out of that. It's still the game calling and the holes that are opened up. And when you have a talent like Miles Sanders now, and I'm not saying that, you know, LeGarrette Blunt, he was a bulldozer. I mean, there was, there have been a multitude of guys. Sproles, I mean, Scott. Uh, I mean, you, Scott. Clement. I mean, you, there's made, a... There's, made by Deuce Daly. Right. So you could say that, but making a running back, a lot of it is about the play calling, the hole that's opened up, and... I don't feel comfortable trusting him as the offensive coordinator of the team. That's my opinion. Jay Gruden's done it. I, look, he got – I mean, what, what coach has gone into Washington and succeeded? I mean, let's get real here. Joe Gibbs? Uh, yeah. Shanahan? Yeah. Shanahan? Mike Shanahan? Right. right. Okay, so we're going a, a pretty far ways back. I would just rather see someone a little more experienced – that even if they came from a lesser team, the talent level, you have a franchise quarterback, you have a, an all-pro tight end, 
You have a second-year running back that looks like he's the real thing. You have an offensive line that's solid. I want someone that knows what they're doing, the talent's there, and get the most out of them. So, that, I mean, that's just my I opinion. I, I, I say it. What about you, Dave? I, I, and, I, and I understand. So, I want to go back to touch on your yeah. first part, which yeah. with Lori and Doug and okay. Howie and that whole press yeah, conference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lori made a big boss move there. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that, that was yes. – And there's – Big time. I, I don't – I'm confused by that whole thing. And there, there that could have been played out two different ways. Let's look at it the one way where Doug and Howie went out. First of all, the three of them had a conversation. Like, Lori knew that that press conference was going on with Howie and Doug. Absolutely. That everybody knows. Yep. They know what they were going to be asked. They know what questions were going to come. And, and Doug was prepared to answer them the way Doug answered them. So, it could have went in like, you know what, Doug? I'm not going to make it look like it was your call. I'm going to take the blame. Jeffrey's going to take the blame for this. Oh, that's another side of it. So, okay. I, I, you can say, yes, they're coming back. Or... I want them back, or and then praise them, say how well they did, this and that. And then I'm going to come in. It's my ship. I'm going to come in, and I'll be the bad guy the next day. You're going to smack them with the paddle. Because apparently, apparently, according to Jeff McLean, that, that this this decision was made in December by Jeffrey that, that they were not really? coming back. I didn't see that. Yeah. Wow. Bro and, and um, Welch, wow. and Welch were not coming back. Right, the one that was missing there was my buddy, right? Schwartzy gets. He must have been listening to us. Grow got to go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Schwartzy saved. So that's one scenario. Saved by the that's one scenario. Um, I like that. <laughs> that that I thought. May the Schwartz be with you. Oh my gosh! Stop with that Spaceballs. guy. But, but the other the other one is is that you know Lori just was like you know what you're wrong and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that's not really. It looks terrible. It, it, you you hung not Jeff. You, you hung your coach out the dry yeah. to make him look like like he's not. We're we're not all on the same page here. Hey, what did Jeff well, say? That, he that's, hired that's Doug the for most, that's the most obvious thing. Look, I I think Doug is a a real class act, like in all honesty, and I don't think that he's going to go out and say luxury. those things knowing the next day that Lori. Is, you know what I mean? Is going to do. It. I don't. I don't think that there's any blame here, blame there. If, if Doug knew that that's how it was going to go down, in my opinion, Doug would. It, he's he's smart enough to just keep his mouth. I don't say keep it shut. Just say you know the the Mike, okay. So let's go with the that Mike scenario. the Mike Tomlin. You know it's off season. We got to reevaluate everything. Yeah. Right. Why did he to, say that? We didn't right. make it. I to have the no Super comment. Bowl. I have no comment. Well, on that. I'm not yeah. saying no comment, no, but. but we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, so we got to look at everybody in house, right. and we got to figure what? out what He's, changes need to be he made. Has said that's that it. before, right? Uh, all right, so let's go that scenario. Then, then what Jeffrey Lurie did to Doug is he hung him out to dry. He had to, yeah, because what did he say about your boy Schwartz? He was not committal about him. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Doug right. wasn't right. Right. Doug right. wasn't. So yeah. yeah, right. So if Doug was not committal about Schwartzy, yeah. what's wrong with growing and uh, and, and Welsh? Yeah. Or Welch, or whatever the hell his yeah. name is. Carson, Carson W. Carson W. I mean, Lori made a gangster move, man. Yeah, that, that was, was like that a, was a big time. That was a Stringer Bell move, <laughs> right? That the was wire. a Stringer Bell move, right? Nice wire. Well, I wonder how Dougie feels not being in the loop twenty four hours before when he looks like a Jack. You know what? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if I'm Doug Peterson, yeah, I, I just, I'm annoyed. I just, I'm, I'm annoyed. annoyed. Absolutely. I'm I'm starting to question my existence as a head football coach of this team. Yeah. 
I start to think, you know what I mean? I, I, let, let's face it. Well, here, and uh, just putting this out there, look, if that's the case, right? was this really the first time? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was. How, I think, how many times was right. Doug probably overrun over the time, and then it, it, the guy that he is smoothed it over like, this is my decision. Just like, this the, Philly, is just so, like the Philly special. So – Go oh, back, Philly special dog. Uh, so go uh, back. Yeah, to no, that. Okay. yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Dave. No, that's fine. <laughs> but Mike, so go back to like, okay, how much is Howie and Jeffrey making decisions that we don't know about? Oh, they're in cahoots, yep. dude. It, it, it's Howie. It's Howie and Jeffrey are are making this yeah. stuff. So that's what all so, the arrows are pointing to. So that yep. means Howie knew that those two guys weren't coming back, and Doug's the only one that didn't. In the scenario we're we're talking about right now, yeah, Doug's quite, the odd man out. Quite possibly, it sure seems like it. Yeah, that's, and, and that's Doug awful. lost, all, and he lost all his guys, right? You know, he lost he he lost De Filippo, he lost Reich, the two guys Speaking that maybe of he could find. Who confide brought Reich in though? Doug, you sure about yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Doug brought Reich in. Speaking all right, of so go back. So let me quarterback. Go ahead, John. What were you saying? Speaking of De Filippo, oh, I know, you left him out of the convo. No, oh. I don't want him back. I don't want to. There's got to be a reason why he's he's able to to be left, you know, removed from I mean, teams. He was with Doug Marone, right? There's got to be a reason. He why. He was in Jacksonville, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he went there for what, dude? That team's in shambles. Yeah, but you don't you don't get rid of him after a season, right? Well, if there's not something wrong. Well, something wrong is they were in the AFC Championship game, what, two years beforehand? Something wrong is they got a goof as a head coach. Well, there, yeah. They signed the wrong quarterback in Nick Foles. Well, there you go. How's that? No, I completely agree with you. Nicky Six. But that ain't the Filippo's fault. Yeah, he, yeah. well, no, yeah, but he, he's in you, you just said he Marone's was the offensive coordinator, right? <laughs> yeah, how much, can, how much can you offensive coordinate? There, I'll tell you what, Garner Minshew looked pretty good under him. Yeah, as a rookie exactly, quarterback. Right. Came exactly, in. Yeah. But that's exactly my point. So that, I mean, the difference is the defense never showed up that That year. has nothing to do with, 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 with DeFilippo. Mm-hmm. Like, today's point, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a you know he's a little loony or something. I, I don't know. Oh, may, maybe, so let's, I'll but I'll bring back. him back. I'm, yeah, well, I, I would question bringing him back, but I, I'm on board with two guys. He could be a control coach. I, I would want Caldwell, and I think Deuce I like, should get a shot, too. And here's... Here's what I'll tell you about Deuce. He played under Andy Reid for all these years. Yep. Andy Reid. And Bill Cower. And Bill Cower. Two Hall of Fame coaches. Right. But Doug or Deuce understands the offensive game. He understands all this stuff. He's been around. Andy Reid's one of the best play callers that, you know, top five maybe in, in, of all time. 41 unanswered points this yeah. weekend. So wow. Deuce, Deuce should, wow. should get a shot. And what he's done, I agree with you. Those no-name running backs, although, John, you disagree. He's had run that that. There's something to be said about getting a guy just just Boston Scott alone. What he was able to accomplish off the scrap heap, and and getting a guy prepared to play as well as he did. That's that's saying something. And and I'll i second that with Miles Sanders because we remember when Miles Sanders got drafted, right? We, nobody was sure. You know, he had ball security issues. There were certain things about his game that people started to say, ah, maybe it won't translate right away. And remember when he first played and he wanted to keep stopping and going north to south, cut everything outside, he was missing a hole, he looked terrible. 
What happened? Deuce worked with him. And then he became almost rookie of the year right now. So that's all Deuce, yeah. which tells me Deuce needs the shot. Yeah, I I, would... I, I don't disagree with what Deuce did hey, John, for the running backs. Hey, John, how much, how much offense is he going to call? Doug calls the plays, dude. Um, thank you for saying that. So, right? I, who call? That's my, my have that written down. Who calls the plays for the Eagles? Doug Peterson. I had an argument. I stopped the argument. It uh, wasn't really an. Was argument. that the the beer bowl? It was close at the community center. Uh, <laughs> close, just the community center. Yeah. Another person probably didn't give us a review. So it wasn't anybody we know, but <laughs> the guy was for certain that Mike Grow was calling our offense. I, yeah, I said. Uh, I believe it believe this or not, John, I stopped the discussion and, and didn't continue. I'm like, I'm pretty positive that Doug Peterson calls the plays on this offense. And then he's like, Oh no. No, this guy's like, for sure. Mike Rowe called the offense. That's why you need an offense coordinator. I'm like No. Just no. like Bill Belichick doesn't call the defense. Right. So when Frank on, Reich man. was here, Frank Reich was calling our offense? Yes. No, Half of the time, yes, he was. He, he, he I think he had more input than Mike Crow. That's different. Right? That's different. Okay. Input input is one thing. But when you have the play sheet in front of you and you're there on the on Sunday and you are reading this off to your quarterback, you're calling the plays. Reading it with fold-up glasses, by the way. Yeah, how about that? That's pretty Did nice. you see that with Doug? Yeah. Dollar store fold-ups. Yeah. He just Doug. Needs, they're cheaters. They're, that's all it, they are. Does Doug need a raise? Dude, no, you got to save on the team budget, man. Just, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're trying to get some big free agents, got man. Dollar Express yeah. fold ups. I couldn't believe it, but I'm sorry, God. No, I mean your OC on this team is is exactly what we talked about. It's Frank Reich type that are are giving you suggestions um, during the way, and and that's something Frank Reich was a big. You know, we give him credit for telling Doug, hey, Doug, run the football. Right. And we talk about that all the time. So and that's something that's, that needs to happen. And that would be. And I think Deuce that's Daly. what Deuce would do. Yes, I agree. I think Deuce would do that. So so we talked about the offensive side of the ball and, and, you know, who we have our feelings on. And I'm sure we'll know in a week or two who that guy's going to be. But now we look at the defensive side of the ball. And for all the people that talked about when Jadavion Clowney, when we didn't make the trade. And everybody said, "Oh, I believe in Howie because you know we're you know we're gonna pay this guy. And how are we gonna pay this guy? How are we gonna pay Jalen Ramsey? We can't pay everybody. We have no money." Well, let me just tell you something: forty-six point two million dollars in cap room. We go into this all season. Forty-six point two million. So you mean to tell me we couldn't have paid those guys? That's that's just people being uneducated. Listen, do me a favor. If you're going to come at us and you're going to put comments and at least know what the hell you're talking about, okay? Forty-six point two million dollars, and that's because we've talked about this. Carson Wentz, he has a cap-friendly deal for the next two years. It's the way how he constructed this deal, right? He had a lot of one-year deals out there: Jason Peters, Darren Sproles, Ronald Darby. So let's think about this. What would be, Dave, I'll start with you. What would be your top priority in free agency? If you have one position and you said, I have to come away with one stud guy at this position, what would it be in free agency? Not talking about the draft, just free agency. Defensive end. John? I, they're hard to come by, but middle linebacker. Wow, that's a, I didn't even think of middle linebacker. Uh, I honestly didn't even think of that. That's a good call because I think it's cornerback. Just, just I, I, you know, I just I, we we covered every area of the game. We did, yeah. I mean, look, we did. Uh, all defense in in, in terms all of defense, the, right? In, exactly. Yeah, in terms of the cornerback, look, it's like you've seen flashes from five different guys on the team. 
All right. So I don't disagree that like as a whole unit, it has not performed where they need to. But you've seen flashes, and the one thing that we haven't seen is that linebacking core. Well, that's because they don't value that position. Understood. Right? Understood. And they haven't valued that position. I under- even though they did right. not to cut, but even though they did pay Nigel Bradham a decent amount of money. Yeah. Right? Because most of the time they're only in two linebacker sets anyway. Right. And they bring Malcolm up to be that middle linebacker, to be that Mike guy. So right. I, I I mean it's a it's a give or take, but I look at the secondary only because I feel like even though the linebacker position, you're right, I, it, it, it needs to be a priority. But and if you can in this li- scheme, they just they just don't value it. Well, no, I agree. And if you can land a guy that you know that you can anchor your defense off of, uh, dude, by all means, I'm not saying that's a strong suit of the no, defense right. at all. A- absolutely, and Dave says defensive end, and I just think that with defensive end that that's a big priority. But I think you know, unfortunately, they just. God, the defensive ends in the National Football League don't just become free agents. That's the problem with defensive ends. You just don't get guys. You know, you you, you have to draft guys. You well, yeah, you and have you know to draft, draft right. That's draft the problem. And develop too. Yes, because you're not. I mean, unless you're a top ten, you got a top ten uh, draft pick. You're not going to get a guy coming in year one defensive end and just straight dominate. You're right. I mean, some of you're these guys right. need uh, two, three years to. You know, what I mean, actually get accustomed to the game, get the size, get the speed, and know how to battle some of these. You know, you look at rough tackles in the NFL, dude. Good luck coming out of college and battling one of these uh, Pro Bowl left tackles. Uh, I completely agree. And if you look at Schwartz's defense, you know, know, he, he prides himself on no blitz. Which means your front four needs to get pressure. Get pressure, right? Yep. Which means your which ends, goes to Dave's point, right? Which means your ends need to produce. So right. Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett need to produce. That's what. It, and 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 the only reason why I don't put defensive end as number one is because I feel like next year with uh you know a hundred percent healthy Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson, I think that will it, it will make them that much better on the line. And I think that's because we don't get the pass rush is why I think we need a corner. And I look at cornerback as being the position where we really need to target. And I know you said mm-hmm. we have a lot of guys, right? You, you know, J- Jalen Mills, Avante Maddox, Rasul Douglas, Ronald Darby. Right, but yeah, right, Sidney Jones. And it's any given game. Trayvon Trayvon, yeah. who and I you, think could be one of the best ones out of the group. Well, and you look at you look at one game, you're like, dude, LeBlanc played at the – you know what I mean? He played spectacular. Next game, Rasul Douglas played, played spectacular. All these guys have a game. Or two games. You're right. But then you look at it over the the amount of the season. I mean, the other 14 games, you're like, this dude's getting burnt left and right. And you're like, you know. Well, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think number one is injuries. So I I think the reason why you see that is because guys went out a lot. And when they go out a lot, it throws the the timing up, right? So all of a sudden now instead of Darby and Mills, now you have LeBlanc and Douglas starting. And one game you got Maddox and Mills starting. It was all over the place, right? And that's no different from any other position. Go screw around with your offensive line. Go go mess around with your receiving core and have a number three jump into your number one, you know? Oh, absolutely. You you add the kid from Jacksonville on this team. He's he's 25 years old. Talk about Jalen Ramsey. No, the defensive end. Who are we talking about? Yannick. I know. Yann- Yannick. Oh, number 91. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Nag Kui. Yep. It, yep. It, 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 he, he was the guy. He wanted a lot of money in Kuwait. 
I think his name is Inkui or I, 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 it's a Nigerian name. I forget how to say it, but he's number ninety one, mm-hmm. and he's a beast. Yeah, in Joku, is it? No, in Joku is the dude oh, from yeah, Cleveland. That's right. Come on, dude. That it, come yeah, on, dude. Right? No, I, I, no, no, <laughs> the dude's a beast. So you add you add this kid to to Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, and then you spell Brandon Graham with Derek Sweat, Barnett. Derek Barnett. Yes, you're so you, free agency. They're the two players. They're the two positions. We talked about this before. You know, name of the game is still what? Kill the quarterback. quarterback. Yes. You do need help at corners. But if you can go and get this kid, you pay him whatever. I don't care what he wants. You pay him and you go get in free agent the best corner available, top corner available that fits in the mastermind Schwartz's defense. Then what you have is you have 10, 10 draft picks. The Eagles have ten. Dra- they, they have they have like three fourth rounds. They have a lot of draft picks. They're gonna they're gonna have some movement. So you're gonna be able to dra- fill. You're gonna be able to pick in the second round. You pick a middle linebacker. In the first round, you're going wide receiver. You got five of them that are going to be available. Uh, the, you got to get one of them. If you, you watch, you watch, two if of you watch the the LSU game. Clemson uh, number number two on LSU was the uh, phenomenal. And I should know his name. I apologize, um, but. I was like starstruck watching all these kids play. On here, it's okay. But I forget his name. But he was he was electrifying. He's going to be the top receiver taken. T. Um, Either him or Alabama. The kid from Alabama, I think. Lamb. Jury. Is that his name? There's two guys. Who'd you say? Jury. Yeah, that's it. There's two guys from Alabama. That's Alabama guy. Um, Uh, He's gonna he's gonna be the number one receiver taken. Yeah, the Alabama kid will be. I I like that idea because I. I would like to follow the San Francisco 49er mold. And, and Perfect. The way they built their defense out there. Their defense, they, listen, they're not there because of their offense. Who was their number one pick this year? Bosa. What yeah, what position is he? Defensive end, right? How do you do in this playoff game? Uh, oh, he's a stud. He's a stud. Yeah. And, well, and, and, I, and they also, not to call you, what's up? No, the the key to that defense, though, is D Ford. I was just going. That's it, what I was going to say. They it, trade for D four for Kansas City. What because positions he play? Kansas City let him middle go. linebacker. No, Ford plays defensive end. Oh uh, well, uh, he's a D. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, Dude, he's like the Terrell. I was like telling Terrell you, Suggs is San Fran's defense. Look, I ain't got no stats in front of me. Look at what their defense did. The games he played and who's, the games that he was out, and it is. But who's night and day? Who's anchoring the defensive backs? Yeah, Richard Sherman's yep, a Sherman. stud, right? So the, be- the best corner. Statistically, in the last too. ten years, and he'll tell you that. There's only one well, other and name, that, and that's the only downfall is he's been in the league for that long. Well, right, but my point is though, oh, I agree. That's why I think the corner is you. You need a cornerstone corner. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I don't yes. want to waste the draft again. Listen, there's you need too, a cornerstone there's corner. Too many elite receivers out there, and I use the term elite because you look at these specimens and these talents. Look, I don't even want to say that DK Metcalf is elite because he's only been in the league, but and he didn't put up elite stats. But you look at the the guy that he is, and when he goes out, I mean, the size, the speed. I mean, I'm not saying that you put your number one corner on Metcalf and not lock it. That's that's not. I ain't no defensive coordinator, 
But the bottom line is you got Julio Jones. You got Michael Thomas. I mean, there are so many receivers out yep. there that just dominate the game. You got to be able to take them out of the mix I if agree. you're dealing with a powerful offense. Yeah. What size is Richard Sermon? You guys know how big he is? I don't I'm know. not sure. Not all he's a big man. He's but he like, is. He's, he's like 6'2", six, six I'm going to say. Yeah. He, he's the, a big at, corner. At corner, yes. And a physical, so, strong corner. That's my point. So get me, get me a prototype of that. All right, so so here's to me, right? You look at free agency. So here's my top five in no no order. This is just this is just my top five. The guys I see, I take in perspective their age and what they're going to command in salary, right? So you got even though he didn't have a great year in Ronald Darby, you, you, you still Ronald Darby's 26 years old. He had a torn ACL. This was his first year back. We all know how that works, right? We all know. It takes two years. It's a two-year recovery. So I really can't fault the guy this year. But, you know, he made $6.5 million last year. He made a lot of money. Now, I think he's going to get a raise from that this year because he is a corner and it is a premium position. I still would look at him. Eli Apple, 25 years old, New Orleans Saints. He gets traded from the Giants to the Saints. He's making $4 million last year. So he'll get a little bump. Trey Waynes. I'm a Trey Waynes guy. I like Trey Waynes. 28 years old, Minnesota Vikings. He made $3.2 million. James Bradbury. He only made a million dollars last year. Carolina Panthers. He's 27 years old. He was their best corner. The guy I look at, my number one target would be, he's in your own division. These are all unrestricted free agents. Byron Jones. Byron Jones. You know who he is? Byron Jones is a young man's Malcolm Jenkins. When he was in college, he played both positions. He's a hybrid safety corner. The kid is physical, he's fast, and they can't pay him. You know why? Because they paid Zeke, they're going to pay Amari, they paid their tackles, and they got to pay Dak. They don't have the money. They don't have the money. He's going to go. They paid Jalen Smith. He's going to have to go. He made $2.1 million, probably make seven to ten to $12 million a year. At the corner position, he is that good. But there, I think you have to target one of those guys, and you have to bring them in and say, "This is your show." So now, because if you look, you look at Richard Sherman, right, and you look at who plays on the other side of him, and a guy named Jason Verrett, right, who is a decent corner, he's okay. You look at New Orleans; they have one big corner, is Marshawn Lattimore, right? So you you always have that that big time. Even even Green Bay, he's a. I still can't believe he's playing it. 37 years old, he's playing at a high level, is Tremont Williams. I mean, Tremont Williams is still playing. He is playing great football, but he's a leader. You need that guy back there because we don't know what's going to go on. I don't want to get into Malcolm Jenkins' situation. We don't know what's going to go on with that. But whether he's here or he's not, you still need this corner to solidify that defensive backfield. And I think you have to target one of these guys, and I'm going all in on Byron Jones. Especially you get to steal a cowboy. I like Byron Even better. <laughs> I like Byron Jones, number one. The other one's Trey Waynes. Yeah, I like just, Trey. Just to throw in another little yeah. tidbit so Dave get ready. Uh-oh. No, not against Dave. I, he, he, he's scrolling for stats over there. Is he looking at porn or is he looking at stats? Nah, well, I don't know. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I didn't mean exposure there. Now, now I'm, now I'm uh, totally now John, thrown yeah, off. John's all thrown off but now. It, it's, it was your last thing that just made me think of it. You know, you said, let's not talk about Malcolm Jenkins. I know. To me, you know, we're talking about going out and getting the best corner available. If you give me all them names, I'd rather give me Malcolm Jenkins back 
over getting those guys. Well, I that, think I, I think you're right, and I I think that could be the difference. It's going to be you have if, to sign right. Malcolm. Oh, I agree, I agree. It's right. going to be about how much you sign him for. Yeah. Right. So if you sign him for top dollar, which I still don't think you can do, but if you sign him for top dollar, then instead of Byron Jones, but you go after a Bradbury, guys going to get half the money. But if but if you're not going to sign Malcolm, man, you better damn sure make oh, sure if you're that far under the cap, it, sign Malcolm and get dollars. Byron Jones and call it a day. You could because Malcolm Je- Malcolm Jenkins is probably only going to get a two to three year deal max, so that money's going to come off the books Dra- anyway. Draft right? three defensive ends in the first three rounds and hope one hits. Now you got you got to get a receiver in the first round this year. Absolutely. No, I'm saying that. Well, I'm not saying first round. I'm saying how many? Pay- what do they have? They have five? ten picks right now. No, in the first three rounds, what do they have? Five. They have they have one, 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 one two, two threes, and three fours. Yeah, dude, dra- draft draft three crazy. defensive ends in the first four rounds. Hey, as long as one, one of them works out, one is not like Josh. Sweat. Exactly. Well, one is <laughs> one actually works out. So it's going to be an interesting all season, but we we have to look forward to this weekend. NFC, NFC, AFC championship games, which are going to be phenomenal, both on Sunday, three o'clock, six o'clock. I, I, you know, I, I, man, I'll tell you, what, I had a dilemma, so I got a real big dilemma this weekend. So Sunday, and I, you know, I purchased these tickets two months ago. I purchased tickets for for, for the National Lacrosse League to watch the Wings. You know, Wells Fargo take the boys different experience. Okay, go down, watch the wings. Shout out Devin Caney, who does a phenomenal job. Show me exactly where to sit. Told me where to go. You know, gives me all the inside coach. Does a great job running that, running the whole PR department and and all the interviews. And, and she does a phenomenal job. My thing is, I'm gonna miss both games. So do, what times the wings? The, 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 the seven o'clock. So you know, well, well, well depends uh, what you do before. Well, yeah, go but, down early, and, but the and, big game. Is the San Francisco Green Bay game, right? I couldn't say that either game is a big game. Truthfully. So, so, so I'm thinking: do Wh- I do I stay bigger? home and watch the championship game, or do I go to the Wings? You know, I, I get a dilemma to make. You know, but but but, but we'll we'll see. I, you know, I'll do whatever the boys want to do as always. I mean, maybe even go down to the Wings and watch the DVR when we come back. Even though you're going to know who won, but you know, it, it is what it is. But my thing is, this weekend just showed me how much help we need to get back to where we are mm-hmm. right so not only did, did you watch witness a phenomenal game where you know houston goes up 24 nothing and, and you know everybody's acting like it's over right everybody's acting like it's over but you have patrick mahomes who's saying wait a minute deshaun watson michael jordan no, i don't think so that's me i'm michael jordan in NBA, of the nfl and they scored 28 points in 5 minutes bill o'brien right bill o'brien looked like like maybe he the fix was in with some of the bill well, oh, well like, Tonsa, bill o'brien's a stiff uh, i don't like bill o'brien uh, at all well his, his that I don't. that game that the highly questionable things he did in there i mean it's what crazy. what was the fake punt why why would you why you see the momentum why why would you do that Oh my and Sorensen made a hell of a play. Yeah. I mean, a hell of a play. Mm. Not many people. I mean, that's called football IQ, mm. right? And then you go to the Tennessee game. And Coach of the year. Mike Vrabel. I mean, Derrick Henry, again, uh. Tannehill, under 100 yards. And I said to, I, you, know, I said to, the, to, to you uh, off air, you know, Teron Davenport does a great job covering the, uh, the Tennessee Titans for ESPN. He had a video 
of afterwards of them going off the field. And Mike Vrabel was the first guy to get to the locker room. He stood outside the locker room. He greeted every single player. Bench guy, quality control guy, every coach, everybody. Love that. That that dude, is his players are bought in. Oh, yeah. Because you know as a coach, you coach, yeah. I coach. When, when you can dive into the psyche mm. of your players – and treat them like family, and they know that you got their back no matter what. Hey, there's going to be ups and downs. Absolutely. But you know, at the end of the day, I got your back. And that's a family atmosphere he's building out there. Right? He really is. I'm I'm a firm believer that if you show somebody you care, you got them. And that's what that guy does. He's one of them. He's one of them. He's got their back. And, I mean, he that guy – I don't know. I just think he's got a really awesome uh, career ahead of him, and I've always been a Vrabel fan. I hated that he played for Ohio State, and I hated that he played <laughs> for New England Patriots, but the respect is definitely there. Um, and and I, I got a lot of respect for him, and obviously his players do. And Derrick Henry is a beast. I don't care if Tannenhill throws 110 yards. Some of his throws he made, big-time throws. Big time. Yeah. And you're, and you're talking about Mike Vrabel. You're talking about in two weeks, he's out coached Bill Belichick mm. and John Harbaugh. Yeah, he knocked off the number he one. He knocked seed. off Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and the number. Yep. I mm. mean, this, this, this I, and now he goes up against Andy Reid. Mm. You know, Andy. Andy. <laughs> oh man, what a question mark! Because you don't know what you're going to get. Now no, you have no idea. You have no idea. No idea. So now you just told me that Mike Vrabel outcoached Belichick, right? And he's going up against Andy Reid in the playoffs. <laughs> wow, it I mean, doesn't match up well. Does I mean, it? we already have nightmares in this city of Joe Jorovicius and mm. uh, oh, Jake Delhomme, yeah. Rondé Barber. I mean, how, I, so what's uh, what's your game? What's Vrabel? Vrabel's going to tell Derrick Henry, we're going to hand the ball thirty times against Kansas City. You know why, right? He's Be- not even going to tell him that. <laughs> he knows. So because you're going to keep Mahomes off the field. Yes, ball control. Yeah, and we're going to pound pound Derrick Henry, and, and, and we're going to play strong. And their the defense. Jamal Lewis you want to talk about defense? They're they're flat out studs. And they're Titans. And you know what's funny about them? Who's a superstar on that team? They don't have one. They don't have one. They, it's the Patriots, dude. It, I, it, I'll tell you what. It's almost like 2017 Eagles all over again. Mm-hmm. You get hot, right? You get that. It, it, I, just the, the ballsy move by Vrabel to bench Mariota. Mm. The bench a guy. Even I know, John. I, but still, that's technically you, you wasted a first-round pick on this guy. He's supposed to be your franchise. And you went all in and said, you know what? He's just not doing it for me. Mm. I'm going to make a change. You, you change the game plan, and you get him to buy in as well. And and lo and behold, you're playing for the NFC Championship game. So so what do you think about these games? Who who you got this weekend? Do you think Vrabel could take down Andy Reid? I do. I, I don't want to see it. My heart my heart is with Andy big red. and Kansas City. Yeah, I don't want to see Big Red stumbling and, across the field. And 49ers, that's not even going to be a game. No, you don't think so? No. No, I think they get. I think Green Bay gets smoked. You, you, you know what? You know what gives me chills when I watch the Niners game. Now I am going to say this, and 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 I did rip this video, this audio, because my man Brace told me, "Yo, you, didn't you pick the Niners in the preseason?" And everybody laughed at you, and they, and they did. And I was on PI Live, and I said when we were going through each division, 
and hearing it, and they said, what, and I said, dude, I love the Niners. I said, this is what, and, and everyone's like, dude, they were 4-12 and 12 last year. So everybody told me, doesn't matter. Look what they did. Look at the culture. Dude, you know what's awesome about that team? You look at from the top down, John Lynch, right? You you see the fire that he has, right? You see Shannon. Shanahan has been told day in and day out that he's daddy's boy, right? He's been told he only got a job because his dad's Mike Shanahan. You know how much fire and passion he brings to that sideline? And help, Dave, I don't know if you can help me out because I don't know the guy's name. Their defensive coordinator. Ah, yeah, big bald-headed dude. Mean. Right? I, I mean, yeah. it, this, this dude is like a, you know, a military drill sergeant out there. You, you To see him fire, I mean, that – you know that's what gets players, right? That's what gets players. I, you know, I forget. I never forget. I was playing in the uh, Dave. Dave wasn't there. I know John, you weren't there. But uh, little outside summer basketball league, and and my team wasn't that good. And we were playing another team. They were real cocky because they were so good. And I was going crazy. Like I like. I know you guys can't believe that, but <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> I was going nuts on, like, telling dude, get in that dude's face, take it. Like, I was getting cra- – and you know what? We lost by, like, two points. At the end of the, the – the one guy running the counter, he's like, dude, you know, it's one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen. He's like, I can't believe how you got those guys to play. I'm like, I don't know, man. The, the, kids buy in. Players buy in. When, you, when you're passionate and they can feel your energy, they they, 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 they feed off of that. So that's what I love about the Niners. And I, I, I disagree with it not being close. What's his name? Um, it's Robert Sale, S A L E H. Oh, Saul Sale, S A L E. Where did he come from? You know, was he on that team? Because it used to be, um, it used to be Norton. Wasn't Ken Norton Jr. out there? He, it's Ken no. Norton's now with the. He's Seattle. with Seattle, but was he out there before? He was Niners coach. Okay, I think with Singletary. Back okay, that long ago. I know it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, with Mike Singletary. So I think the Forty ers role. The one thing that 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 scares me about the 49ers uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo. And and, and I'm just because there's been a few games this year when you've watched him and he's been he's been rushed hard and he's been hit. He's gotten jittery back there and he has not looked good at all. So Green Bay has one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. They you know with, with, with Preston Smith on the outside, they really revamped that defensive line. They made it fast and they made it quick. Those guys do a lot of stunts up there and a lot of blitzing and I think that they could rattle him just a little bit. He was a free agent defensive end last year. Preston Smith, right? From Ravens. So again, a guy that didn't cost a lot of money, right? But a guy, they seen something. They seen quickness. They seen length, right? And 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 they seen the ability that they needed on that line. So, I I mean, listen, you still have the Aaron Rodgers factor, right? Mm-hmm. You see, and you know they they have a really good running game out there. They're going to pound the ball too with Aaron Jones. I mean, with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Uh, but you see. When Devontae Adams is on the field, that's what I want to see. I want to see a Devontae Adams-Richard Sherman match. Oh, you're going to see it. Right? That's going to be tremendous. That, that's what it. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Right? You pick out those little matchups each game, but that's going to be one of the ones I, I'm going to keep my eye on. So, you you think it's no contest? I think the Niners will. How about you, John? Both games, I believe, according to the gambler, uh, 7.5 points is what the gambler, it, baby. is the latest I saw. So, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points in both games. Seven and a half, I think, is a little too much. Tennessee, Dave, you touched on their defense. 
the offense has been one of the best offenses in the league for the second half of the year. I mean, in reality, since Tannehill took over. Henry's a beast. So, look, they're ball controlling, and Tannehill's picking his spots. Or, you know, he's he's getting done. He comes out with 88 yards passing, two touchdowns, no picks. So, you're you know picking I mean? both dogs. I'm not saying to win outright. No, you're taking the points saying, in both I will say I will take the points in both games. I believe that San Fran will win by less than seven. That Kansas City-Tennessee game, I'll tell you what. It, 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 what's allowed in that game, you know? So they're both seven and they're a half. They're both seven both and, and a half? Seven and a half, yeah. So, what I, like I said, I'll, I'll take the points in both of them. So, I'll take Tennessee and Green Bay if you're giving me the points. But that Kansas City game, Kansas City's either going to win by 20 points or Tennessee's going to win. That's my opinion. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that game's going to go. Look, you know, you said we we said that uh, you know their defense, who Tennessee's defense, who, who's who's the who's the core of that defense? Logan who's Ryan, the, Malcolm. Butler, I mean, and when you're going up against the Chiefs, the way Damian Williams has been running lately, he didn't do it all year when fantasy actually. Of mattered. course not. Why would he do it then? But, yeah, but he's been running the ball. I mean, look, Tyreek Hill got ridiculous speed that you have to respect. And when you do that and you got Kelsey, you know, man in the middle of the field, I mean, that offense is just something to be dealt with. Tennessee's defense has been great all year. So I could either see this coming down to – and Tennessee can hang with them on offense. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be can Tennessee contain Kansas City's offense. I have faith in Vrabel, man. I do. I mean, I I think it's going to be a close game. I I wouldn't I wouldn't lay to seven. I wouldn't I wouldn't lay to seven. What are the ratings going to be? I, I, I would it, I would take the I would take Tennessee. What are the ratings going to be if it's Tennessee Green Bay? Wow, because that is going to be about the worst ratings at the NFL. You know they don't for. want that. No. You, you definitely know they don't want that, and and that's when the conspiracy theories come out. Let's hope that this isn't a, a game that comes down to a deciding challenge call or something, right? Uh, you know, well, you hey, definitely may, don't want that. Hey, look, maybe they're stealing signs. You know what? It, uh, we're gonna get, <laughs> that's a good segue. We're going to get into that in a minute. But uh, you, know, you know what I'm addicted to now? And and, and, and this is all, all Sean Briggs' fault. This, this, I'm addicted to the prop bets. I love the prop bets now. The in-game prop bets. I won five out of seven. I, I bet on five prop, seven prop bets. I won five out of seven, and I should have won. I lost one of them. McCole Hardman. I, 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 the prop bet was a. Uh, the bet was over and under nineteen and a half receiving yards. I took yeah, the I over. Saw that. Yeah. I took. He had nineteen. Like you kidding? You couldn't have got me one more yard. You know what I mean? But I, I'm addicted to him. I love him. I, I, it brings me into the game. You know what I mean? It's so exciting. So I, I can't wait to those prop bets. But uh, uh, you know, you you mentioned the cheating aspect, and you know we have to get into that. So one of my biggest goals was we talked off air was to make sure that we we bounce around more here on a heat ratio because we like to just not pigeonhole ourselves in, in, into a corner. And one of the biggest stories. In the national headlines of all sports is the cheating scandal. And one of the biggest fines ever, heavy fine, which some people still don't think it was good enough. Uh, you know, which is, hey, man, listen, you know, we're going to bring out the Pete Rose factor in a minute. So, you know, obviously, if you've lived under a rock, you don't know what's going on. You know, the Astros get fined heavily, the owner, the coach, general manager for the cheating scandal, then win the World Series. 
Uh, so AJ Hinch gets fired, basically, you know, one year ban, but they let him go anyway. Uh, then we move over to Boston, who Alex Cora, who was a part of that team, okay, he gets a one year suspension. Who you know, and now the the, the Carlos Beltran factor, the, the, you know, because if you listen to press conference to Alex Cora, he made some interesting comments about Beltran. So I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to see if the Mets just finally say, you know what, we're just going to cut bait now. You know, because it's safe face. That's a PR move, right? That's a PR. But my thing is, you know, this this brings me back to the argument with you guys that I've had. And I don't think we've argued, you know, one another, but just in general with the whole Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens Hall of Fame thing, the steroid era. Because this just proves my point that cheating is going on in every single facet of the game whether it be the little clipboard holders that they hold in their back pocket whether it be the little pine tart that they have or you know or, you know or rosin they have on, Pineda, you know, on Michael Pineda, right he, dude he had all the skill in the world he got busted for that I think twice now come on and it's what, going on let man. alone it, it is going alone, on dude, is it the sport that cheats the most it may be it has to be Pineda got like a seven game suspension I mean, I mean, like, or some stupid. There's like, movies made about the legendary yeah. cheating in baseball, but 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 this was this was over the top. We're talking like trash cans. And yeah, mean, it's crazy. I, I mean, this was really this was this was thought out over time. So let, let, let's let's go right to it. Pete Rose. Yeah, I, I, the biggest the biggest venue baseball has to offer the World Series. Possibly two championships. Two, were, were not rained, one. Two were rained because of and 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 behind possibly cheating. And you leave the greatest baseball player, arguably the greatest baseball player to ever live, out of, or should we say, greatest hitter of all time? Uh, call it what you want. Right? Would you, want would you say hitter? One of the greatest players ever. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I'm just. I'm just. So, uh, to out of out of the Hall of Fame. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. And I, and the, and the fines it. are are minuscule, really. Uh, yeah, the the fines mean nothing to me. They so those not, the those, monetary those, ones don't. I mean, I will say first and second round draft picks to, for two years. That might be a little bit of debt. I mean, when you're talking well, that cash is, money, that is. Yeah, but I I mean at the same time, baseball is so different than football. Well, you know, yeah, when it, when you're talking about draft rounds. picks, NFL, if you lose, <laughs> I'm saying NFL, you lose your first and second round draft picks for two years. That has a bigger impact than in baseball. That. In baseball, in baseball, yeah, he's right. Right. You're especially right. You're right. when you're the Astros or Red. Uh, not, not that it happened to the Red Sox, but even even because so, you're, you're, you're going to be a good team anyway. Yeah, yeah. You have so much capital that. Mm-hmm. But the, but the thing is, the one year ban to me is actually is is is. Basically, a lifetime ban. That's a PR move because nobody's gonna, nobody wants that bad press. So even after that year, nobody wants to bring in AJ Hinch or Joey Cora. Nobody wants that. Well, they so they're basically out of baseball anyway. Not in twenty twenty one. If you're young enough and eight years pass or something, uh, it, it may no look. I mean, t- I, time heals all wounds. Michael Vick. So well, I'm yeah, but it, yeah, in reality, right? Right. In reality. They're, they're no. two. They're two quality baseball guys. I guarantee. After they're done, you think so? They'll be back in ball. They'll they'll be back. Uh, you think maybe that, not as a manager? Maybe you not think as the next year. As soon as they're done with their band, you think they'll be back? I'm going to say yes. I I don't think it'll be. If it's a year and whatever the year comes up, I don't see it happening that season. See, here's my thing: that 
I think what's what a lot of people are losing sight of is we're we're talking about the individuals and we're talking about the teams. This is bad for the game. No, that's like this that's one hundred percent right. This is really bad for baseball, dude. How yeah. many bad things have been for baseball? And I mean, think about it over the You're past right. twenty years. But but you finally got ahead of that. You did. You you got ahead of the Royd era, right? You you, you got ahead. Yeah, of they it. juiced the balls, right? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, Major League Baseball cheated. Yeah, yeah. But, but but this is different. Yeah, the whole thing because cheated. this makes you question every single play on the field all mm-hmm. the time. You know. Well, here's what I'll tell you, guys. Are, teams are always trying to steal signs. Always, always. Yes. I agree. It's always trying to steal yes. signs, and that and that's always part of the chess match. What makes baseball yes. so, so great? Yes. Such an awesome Which is why sport. we don't need a we don't need a clock. We don't need yeah. any of that. Yeah, that's part of the yeah. game. I agree. And, and the and the catcher changes his signs every inning. You know, and then and that's. All part of it. The third base coach. We're not using. We're not using uh, the same signs in yeah. in the first and the third. We're using them in the second and the fourth. That's that's all part of the game. One hundred percent. So that's what makes. Uh, if you're passionate about the sport, that's what makes you love it. Uh, anybody that really understands baseball is not surprised that these things are happening. Today's technology. That's are, the problem. Today's technology. But, did you but, see how they did it? I mean, I know you said no, the trash can. No, I, so they had a camera in center field. Okay. The camera was sent to inside the dugout. This is where the tra- trash cans yeah. came into play to a to an iPad, right? So they were calling the signs, and so when they they figured out what the catcher was doing, they and it was fastball, whatever. They slammed the trash can a couple times. So if it slammed three times or whatever, it was a fastball. If it slammed two times, it was a changeup or a curveball. That's what they had it down to. It was like Morse code using video surveillance. Yeah. yeah. So listen to me, and then listen. I know it's wrong, but they still were kind of smart about how they figured it out. I mean, it was. No, you're right. <clears throat> but but but. Here's my thing. Maybe I'm going to have a different perspective here, but you still have to hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a baseball guy saying that's right? at the end of the a, day, yeah. right? And yeah. we talk about that all the time. Like yeah. you said, in baseball, you're always trying to steal signs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in football, you're ch- listen. You're trying to get the cadence down. So when you get the cadence down, what happens if if you get it down? You still got to get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. right? If you know a play to running, you still got to pick the you ball have to execute. off. You so so. I, may, am I wrong to say this is a little over the top? Well, if they lost, would it be as much of a question? No, absolutely not. I I, no. don't, I don't know. I will say, look. I don't think so. Anybody that's tried to hit a 100-mile fastball versus an 88-mile curve, if you know what's coming, you got a lot better chance of Yeah, your percentages go up. Let me yeah. ask you something. Have you ever seen the list of people that have been accused of using steroids? Oh, yeah. Okay, so. Barry Bonds. I'm not saying it's right? it's much different. Well, what I'm saying though is Barry Bonds hit 70 plus home runs, okay? Because he was on roids, everybody says. Mike Lieberthal. Right? But Mike Lieberthal hit how many home runs? It didn't work for him. Right. You, so what I'm saying is I I, no, I understand I'm not trying to really but but what I'm saying is you there still has to be a part of this Absolutely. where you need ability, right? Absolutely. So I I mean we we always use fast to the game in order to get you know to, to, to get, an, get edge. an advantage. Yes. All the time we do it in soccer. Right, we do it in basketball, we do it in football, we do it all. So at the end of the day, is it re- like, is it because they won? Yes, that's why it's a big thing. Right, but, um, it's because they won. But I will. I asked the question. Yeah, right, you're right. Look, it, this is the day and age. And wait, 
Go ahead, go ahead. You're going to say what I'm going to say. When you take video surveillance and all these technology advancements and use it to your advantage, it's one thing if I'm sitting on the sideline and I'm staring at you and it's just me and you and trying to figure out getting in that guy's head and trying to get an advantage. I could see when he's sweating, that means that he's going to do this or when he, like, does something. Look, that's that's the chess match. But when you start using video surveillance, when you start using some of this technology out there, I don't know. Belichick just got in trouble for video in eight minutes of the Bengals. Right. 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 But at the end of the day, this is this this doesn't make any sense to me. And look, whatever I I hear what you're saying, whatever happened, wanting to be better. Right, like, like I, this. I know this is gonna be far fetched. I come up with these these crazy ass innuendos, but Rocky Balboa went up against, uh, uh, you know, I know it's a movie, but goes up against <laughs> I, Ivan Drago. Right, a guy who's all roided up, who's kicking. You know, Rocky ain't on anything, but Drago is. He's like a robot. He should kill him. But what's Rocky do? He trains harder. He trains faster, and he beats him. So he overcame the cheating. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, if you're that friggin' good. The only reason why people care because they won. It, to me, it's like it's like the jealousy factor. Dave won. There's no way Dave should have won. I got to figure out why Dave won. That's definitely right? part of it. So my thing is just get better. Well, but you got to look just at Just get it. better. Do World, better. World Series. Do better. You, you have two powerhouses going, and we know how, how subtle baseball is. Baseball, I mean, how many games come down to one hit? One pitch, one contact. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. and, and if that's done because there's video surveillance and you know, I I, I agree with I agree with you. You it's never going to go away, John. No, it's not going to go away. You, I'm not it, saying it's that never it gonna is. Go away. They're going to they're gonna come up with better ways, yeah, more technical ways, yeah, to figure out. Dude, somebody's going to have have a, a one of them. Uh, what is that? Them invisible ear uh, ear ear thing. They're for like deaf people. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have it. They're going to have the coach in the dugout whispering shit to them. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Fast, the dead's going to Fastball. Hear. Yeah, exactly. Fastball. I mean, it, I, I, maybe I'm just being naive, but it's like. But it's, you can't condone. Here's the other side. You cannot condone cheating. If it's a rule, you cannot. You can't condone that's, it. And, and, Dave, you just hit on it. If that's a rule, if there is a rule that you can't do it, you don't cross the line. You do whatever you want. You step to the line. But you you're may doing even versions like, of it. Well, you're already doing versions of it. But video, so either you can't do it at all. Then video surveillance right? is one of the versions that is not allowed. So, so okay, so I said to you, hey John, you know what, John, you could steal signs, just don't video, right? How, how, but how, well, what I'm saying is that's how, what you're saying. You're saying that. This is what we're saying right now. We're saying yes. is yeah. it's okay to steal yes. signs, just yeah. don't use an iPad. Correct. Yes, correct. But the, no, the, the message should be we can't steal signs at all, which that's, is impossible. Well, that's always been the message, but you can't. No, no, you, no, no. There's no, there's no rule it. saying you can't steal signs. Uh, right. I'm just, I'm just saying hypothetically. Right. Mm. So if the Houston Astros won because they were able to steal signs, what do we say? The old fashioned way. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about what we're saying. But here. but here, this is this <laughs> it's is what crazy. I, this is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's nuts. This this goes to there's like, am I nuts here? There's starting pitchers that get shelled, and all of a sudden, a start or two in, the pitching coach realizes that he's tipping the pitches. 
If you're that dumb to get with, that that somebody else is going to find out what you're doing, then that's your fault. That's I I see that as completely different. That happened than, in Strasburg this year, right? Beginning right. Of exactly. The playoffs. Yeah. So I understand. Look, if you can catch on to something that the other team's doing and take advantage of it fine if you're starting to videotape the communication between the catcher and the pitcher and telling your hitter what's going on that's over the line that's just my opinion but it's still i'm going to end on this but it's still cheating yes so again well i don't well, wait a minute this it's is still cheating oh well, here's no, the no, gray. me me figuring here's out your the, signs is not cheating. here's the gray that's the gray area what's the end result that's Dave? the gray area wait a minute what's the end result so what i'm saying is so it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go even further here. So it's okay to work your ass off to do it the traditional way to steal signs. Yes, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so well, if you win a World here. Series by stealing signs, traditionally it's okay. Yeah. But if you use an iPad, God damn it, you're suspended. Yes. But, well, right. How, how far? I said it. That's I, it. It's crazy to but, me. But how far is it off? If like even look, we coach soccer. Right. If you know the goalie has we doesn't have good hands. And you just okay. say, keep putting pressure on the guy. Run at him, do all these things. You see a weakness, you're taking advantage of it. Okay. I don't see that any different than you seeing a weakness in if you could figure out what signs are going on, it's the same thing. You see a weakness, you take advantage of it. It's not against the rules. Okay. So that's what they were doing. They were exposing a weakness. They just were going a little over. They well, were using yeah, a lot electronic over. devices. Yes, and a, tr- and a trash can and an SOS signal. Good for them. It was a good. Uh, it was a good deal. It wasn't a good deal because now they got the manager and everything fired. So <laughs> it wasn't a good deal. Yeah, but well, uh, listen, we, we'll Look, cheating agree is a gray area. It that, is. A, that's it is. where we'll end it. Yes, it cheating is. Cheating is a gray area. That's why Pete yes. ain't in. No, you know cheating what I mean? that's is why. not a gray it is, area. No, it is. It's not a Listen gray to what area. We're saying. Cheating is black and white. Either you cheat or you right. don't. I agree, but you're saying Every, it's a gray area no, because it's a traditional it's cheat ev- or a digital cheat. Everybody's opinion of cheating is different. Is stealing that's your signs in baseball cheating? If I figure out you're, that no. you're, that touching your legs is a steal sign, no, uh, is it's that part cheating? of the game? Yes. So why using technology to two steal signs is cheating? There's two. So there's two variations of cheating, is what you're saying. No, we just said we you just, just said, said this. No, no, we just said that it's not cheating if I steal your sign. Right. If without technology, uh, with technology, that be, then it's when it step over the line. That's when it becomes cheating. But it's. St- it doesn't make any sense. This, the constant is your stealing signs. Yes. The variable that's, inv- that's thrown in there is the technology part. You're not allowed to do it. But you're still stealing yeah. signs. You, dude, you laid that out beautifully, Dave. Thank I love you. it. I don't know about that because I still don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> now, just kidding. Well, uh, listen, all I'm saying is. Gray. It's all gray. I, I understand that, but it, 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 either way, they, they stole, they, they, you steal signs one way or the other, and you win. So what's the difference? So to me, I'm going to say this, people, but the Astros are smarter about it. Well, yeah, they use technology they, right, to their advantage. They said, "Screw it, screw all that work yeah. that people put into stealing signs. Yeah. We're going to use technology. We're going to use this camera. Ah, work, work, work smart and not a tra- hard. And a trash can. No, days, days in the union, can. right? Days in the union. Work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. There you go. We're going to end on that. All right, we went about five minutes over, but that's okay. My blood pressure is probably through the roof right now, but that's okay. Listen, we next week we will be at the Century Mark, episode 1.
hundred, which is a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment for all of us here uh, on Heat Ratio Sports Network. So again, get on iTunes wherever you get your your um, your podcast. Please subscribe, rate, give us a review, check us out. Let Dave know what you think. Let John know what you think. Let me know what you think. Follow me at Tikatilla twenty three, John at PGH John thirty six, and Coach Dixon at Coach Dixon three six five, and at Heat Ratio Sports. And we'll see you next week. Doing it for the love, so now I'm doing what I want.